With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. there. Hey, Lord. Knock, knock. Who's there? Beats. Beats who? Beats me. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> so cheesy, I love it. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Lauren and Sarah here, your favorite sisters from Poppy Unscripted. Poppy Unscripted is a podcast that we started. As a, as a result, I can speak today. so good though la 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 as a result of us starting an online boutique and um we decided that we would record uh i don't know us doing this and starting this business and along this journey we decided that we would create this mini series and interview people small business owners and uh hear their stories and make new friends but keep the old one is silver and the other's gold. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Sarah, this episode with Dr. Sarah. I didn't realize how much I would love her. This was my first time meeting her, guys. Her voice is so magical to listen to. Like I'm like when we got done and we heard her back, I was like she needs to do audibles. She needs to have her own podcast. She like, I could listen to her for 12, 13, 14 hours in a day. Honestly, I think it's also part of her being Canadian. It's just like the way she speaks to. Because she's so nice. She's so nice. But also like the way that she speaks, it's just like she's in like she's captivating and but like she's very clear, enunciates and it, it just I mean, she just She's a rock star. First she off, is. And guys, she's a doctor, guys. And she's like two years younger than me. So that means four years younger than me. <laughs> Three. <laughs> and a half. <laughs> I mean, talk about she just knew what she was going to do and just drove. Yeah, like she was on path the whole time. Like, yeah. And she even said that, that she thinks 
you know, her stars that she knew what she wanted to do. So, um, guys, we had so much fun at Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. Oh, there you go. I was going to say, are you going to tell them who she is? Pinnacle Hill (laughs) Chiropractic. Actually, uh, you know, selfishly, she did adjust, like, my hip. And you'll see a video of that. But, um absolutely had such great times so such a great conversation we hope that you enjoy listening to dr sarah as much as we did um so enjoy bye okay we're on (laughs) (laughs) you know this is so weird that it was so silent beforehand because normally when we start these we always start like in the middle of like a conversation i just hit start and so, like, there's no time to really think about it. And Sarah's always like, oh, okay, I guess we're on. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm singing or I'm talking to the kids yeah. or we're cheering at football because on Sundays, football's usually on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, hi. 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 Hello. <laughs> hello, hello. Hey, guys. Who's uh, that third voice? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know what? All right. Let's do our normal intro first. All okay. Right. So, hi guys, uh, Lauren and Sarah here, your favorite sisters from Poppy Unscripted. Poppy Unscripted is a podcast that we started because we didn't have any time and we wanted to even, like, have less time. Have less time. So, you know, but it's actually been rather therapeutic and um, it's been something that we love. So, we decided that we would launch a mini series that you are now listening to, <laughs> in case you didn't know. So, uh, yeah, we are interviewing small business owners that we connect with and that we really like. And um, we're kind of sharing their stories, uh, kind of going wherever the Lord takes us with them. Honestly, this know. one was very educational. Yeah. <laughs> My mind is really blown. <laughs> so, anyways, we have Dr. Sarah from Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. Uh I have known you since I started coming here in 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was pregnant with Winnie when I first started coming here, and I was like, I need help. <laughs> I think I helped. You did. You did. <laughs> uh, and so it was so funny because you were adjusting me, and I was telling you about the series, and you're like, would you, you know, I would love to talk with you. And I was, like, thinking to myself, I wanted to ask you, but I was like, I don't know if we're on those terms, you know what I mean? So I was like, I'm going to let it ride, let's see. And I was like, were you serious about that? And you're like, uh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. I love doing stuff like this. It's fun. Yeah. So, uh, Dr. Sarah, how long have you been, in, like, doing, been a chiropractor, like, doing this? My four-year anniversary anniversary will be the end of November this year. Or no, four. Oh, my God, eight. Oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. Eight, eight years. Really? So you're like, wait. Wow, really? we're really? the first patient. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren was my very you're first so patient. No, oh, my God. I'm, like, screwing up my life already. No, my eight-year anniversary will be the end of November of this year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so it's been really exciting. Uh-huh. I've graduated from school November of 2014. Now, did you always know that you wanted to be a chiropractor? For the majority of my, like, college adult life, yes. So when I was in high school, my high school offered a exercise science class when you were a senior in high school. So I took that, and you learned, you know, some of the basic muscles, all of the bones of the body, some ligaments, and just kind of some biomechanics stuff in general. And I really thought that was interesting. So I applied to a few different exercise science or kinesiology programs kind of around where I grew up, and I ended up getting into one of the programs, and I now have a Bachelor's of Arts in Kinesiology, so this study of human movement. And then while I was going to school, I actually started to get really bad headaches just from studying and being in front of a computer and having to look at the board, and I guess now it's like a 
screen, but having to, you know, do all of that while I was in school. So I called my chiropractor from back home and I said, hey, do you know anybody out here that I could see because I'm getting headaches again? So he set me up with um, like a guy he went to college with or he knew through the community and I started getting adjusted on a regular basis again and my headaches got better. So I had to do some shadowing as part of my education. So I started to shadow him and then I pretty much shadowed at that office. So they had chiropractic PT, massage therapy and acupuncture as well as a whole medical wing. So they had a bunch of medical doctors that worked in the same office. So it was a really great multidisciplinary clinic. And while I was there, I shadowed twice a week. And then once I graduated, I actually worked there the summer after I graduated from college. And I bet you it was somewhere in like my sophomore year of college is where I really started to think, hey, I think I want to go into chiropractic college. And then I started at New York Chiropractic College in Seneca Falls, now called Northeast College of Health Sciences. And within the first three days, I knew it was exactly where I wanted to be. And Mm. Since then, I've known that this is exactly what I wanted to do. So I I tell this story, and I always feel very grateful and very lucky because a lot of people don't go into college knowing what they want to do and coming out of college going right to grad school and just being able to kind of bang it out and know exactly what they want. I went to school for interior design, and I walked out with um, psychology degree, fine arts degree, graphic arts, like all from associates. Because mm-hmm. I, I don't know what I want to be. I still don't. I'm 37. <laughs> It's hard. It's a really, really difficult thing. And my husband, who is also a chiropractor, but he's my business partner, he actually was an electrical engineer for a few years. So he went to Alfred University, graduated with a degree in electrical engineering, and he worked for Lockheed Martin for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So he was in their naval helicopter defense unit, and oh, wow. the, That's cool. That's it was really cool. So he had like a secret clearance, and like the concept of his job was really great. But he sat at a desk for fifty plus hours a week, never saw the light of day, and actually hurt himself while he was in while he was working at Lockheed Martin. And he started seeing a chiropractor in the town where he was living, and he's been a chiropractic patient the majority of his life. He played collegiate football and played sports all through high school, so he's been going to a chiropractor since he was about ten. And he started seeing this chiropractor, and he's like, man, I could be a better chiropractor than this guy. Um, And the way he actually hurt his back was he was standing in his kitchen, and he was buttering an English muffin, and he took a breath and felt like he got stabbed in the back. Oh, no. Yeah, he actually just posted it on his social media page the other day. He's like, who else has had ridiculous how-did-you-hurt-yourself stories? You know, now these days, we were talking about it earlier, you know, us being in our (laughs) mid-30s, and everybody's like, you're falling apart. But people say, like, oh, I picked up a stuffed animal. I slept funny. I turned my head to check my blind spot and then couldn't move. You know, he was buttering this English muffin at 25, 26 years old and then just couldn't move. So he started seeing this chiropractor and said, you know, I could be a better chiropractor than this guy. So he had a buddy that he played football with that was in the program at the time. So he called him up, decided, yep, I'm going to leave my career that he could have done very well at as an engineer and decided to completely shift gears. And he thinks about it and he says, you know, the only reason that I went into school for engineering was because I was good at math and physics when I was in high school. And that's the only path that I was told I could take was, right. well, if you're good at these things, you can be an engineer or you could be a teacher and you could be a math or science teacher. And he didn't want to really do that. So he ended up um, in the engineering world when yeah. he thinks if I would have just went to MCC and maybe taken some general courses, I would have known a little earlier on without getting a private school bachelor's degree that I was interested in the human body and biology and things like that instead. So I'm very grateful that I was able to kind of figure it out and just kind of sail through both programs. Um, But yeah, 
That was kind of my, that's my life story. <laughs> <laughs> and that's done. No. <laughs> and that's just it. So what kind of headaches can you, I want to go back to this, because I get headaches. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get headaches when the weather changes. It's all strictly like sinus related kind mm-hmm. of thing. That's, you probably focus on tension, right? Yes. So a lot of, so the reason that I was getting adjusted when I was younger was because I would get tension headaches or what we would call a cervicogenic headache where they kind of stem from the base of your base of your skull, kind of top of your neck. Yeah. Now my headaches aren't really like that. They're more those sinus pressure headaches when the weather the eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the weather changes. I definitely think that there's, you know, 50% of it is related to weather and some of it is related to neck pain. So yeah, those are the big headaches that we treat, kind of like tension, cervicogenic type headaches. There are some techniques that you can do on the sinuses where you can, excuse me, like release the pressure in the sinuses and there's some supplementation that can be good for people that have, you know, hormonal-based headaches as well. So there's a lot of different ways that you can treat a lot of different types of headaches. I find acupuncture super beneficial for headaches too, especially those like sinus face ones. I love acupuncture. I've never, I've went with mom I could cut I it out it, of the budget But though. mom had like an easy like 300 needles in her body. And I'm going. <laughs> that is a lot of needles. Yeah, she, um. Our mom has degenerative discs, Mm -hmm. so she's always struggled with that and with her neck and everything. And that was one of the things she tried before surgery, and I went with her. And, like, I almost passed out watching Audi. And I'm covered in tattoos. I'm not scared of needles. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, It's really not that bad, though. You know, I started coming, or, well, going to a chiropractor when I had just graduated from college, and I was getting... at first, they thought it was they were migraines because mm-hmm. they just it wasn't going away, and I was so like I was starting to get sick from them because they were so intense, and so they were treating me for migraines and like all sorts of different medicine, and I hated it. It was awful, and so then um, my primary at the time, she's like, "Have you ever thought about going um, to a chiropractor?" And I was like, "No, I've never. I didn't know." So I went to some uh, someone out in Webster. Then they ultimately ended up moving out to, like, Arizona. So I didn't have anybody, and then I went somewhere else between you and them. And it was a interesting experience, and so I was a little afraid to, like, come back. But I was like, all right, I'll come back. But, like, I think initially I was like, I don't want you adjusting my neck or something like that. And then I finally, like, let that happen. But, yeah, no, it, it definitely, the headache yeah. thing, I mean, it was insane, and Dr. Sarah, I mean, every, every now and again, I come in and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's my neck, it's my head. Mm-hmm. I've never, I've never done the thing with my neck. Like, I do not. Like, I'm not a knuckle cracker or anything. I just, it's like, I watch people do it. I actually know someone who broke her back from, like, holding onto the chair oh, in high school. I'll tell you her name after. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just remember the recording. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I, I will say, I, that is, like, Probably the downside to right, like right now. So like our people know um, that I had a blood clot issue and a blood clotting disorder and it is what it is. So I can't have my neck adjusted and it really kind of sucks. So why can't you have it adjusted though? Um, That's a great question. So Dr. Sarah. There's, <laughs> there's a few different things that we look for when we're doing an exam on somebody for the very first time. Um, so we want to make sure that they're the right candidate for having their cervical spine manipulated. Um, one of those things that we look for is a clotting disorder. You know, we want to make sure that there's no vascular issues, no vascular insufficiency that could be happening. So in addition to clotting, sometimes it's 
um, if somebody has really, really high blood pressure, especially if it's not managed. Like, that's going to be a red flag in our opinion. So things like that are going to make us shy away from doing manual adjusting. Sometimes you can use some lower force techniques. You can do some mobilization. You can use what's called an activator instrument. So it's a instrument that delivers a quick impulse to the joint without having to change the position of the spine too much. Um, a lot of times with tension headaches, people can have a lot of relief with just soft tissue work. So seeing a massage therapist, going to acupuncture, and having some other alternative medicine type things done as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, you came to, you are a neighbor from the north. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, you are. You yes. didn't notice her no. accent? No, but I noticed she's really kind. She's extremely <laughs> kind. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, yes, I am originally from Canada. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Hamilton, Ontario, so that is about two and a half hours mm-hmm. from Rochester. Um, I went to high school there. I went to college there, which we call university, so I went to university there. Um, and then I came here for chiropractic college for grad school right after I had graduated from undergrad. Um, and I've been here ever since. So in September, it was 11 years no that I've been here. I met my husband while I was in chiropractic college and then stayed here. So my whole family still lives in Canada. My accent is not as thick as it used to be. When I first moved here, you could definitely tell that I was from Canada. I had this very thick Canadian accent, which is funny because I grew up outside, just outside of Toronto and most of the time in big cities. You don't mm-hmm. hear yeah. thick accents of any sort. But now I sound very Rochesterian with this kind of hint of Canada. <laughs> because I find that the Rochester accent is a very thick, thick one. <laughs> um, so when I go back to Canada, people notice you. Notice that I do not sound like them. <laughs> so I've gone out for dinner and I've been with Mike and I'm ordering things. And people are like, Where are you from? And I'm like, Here. I'm from here. I'm from, I'm literally, I grew up five minutes from here, but my accent has changed a lot. But it's interesting too. So when I go home, if I'm in Canada for a little bit and I'm seeing friends and family, I pick it back up again. And then I come back here and I have patients on Monday morning that are like, Ooh, your accent's coming out, (laughs) coming out nice and strong today. So it's, it's kind of funny. It's definitely hit or miss. (laughs) I, um, so Okay, so you did go to college in Canada, mm-hmm. but you did, went to graduate school here. Yes. And Okay, so that's how you ended up here. Yes. Because of Dr. Mike. Yep. And you just stayed. Yep. So actually, the reason that we stayed was the plan was to move back to Canada, and he was going to come. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To Canada with me, but he graduated from the program about a year and a half before me, so... He didn't necessarily want to move somewhere and get a job because I was still in upstate New York. And he didn't really want to work for somebody, so he opened his own practice. And then about a year and a half later, when I was graduating from school, we were really thinking about it. And we're like, well, you've already put in a year and a half of work. You know, the chances of us 
Like, now we have to start all over again if we both move somewhere. Mm -hmm. So then we happened to look into how hard it was to move to Canada. And the immigration process at the time was very challenging because we didn't want to have to work for anybody. We wanted to open our own practice. And in Canada, you can't open your own practice unless you're a permanent resident. And getting permanent residency for him was going to take 26 months. So it was then going to mean that he opened a practice for a year and a half and then would have to be in practice for another two years before us even being able to bring him to Canada. So in the end, because I already had a student visa here, it was just easier for me to do my transfer of status. Mm -hmm. So I had a one-year, what they call an OPT visa. It's like an optional practical training permit. So I was able to work as long as I worked as a chiropractor. And then within that year, him and I got married, and I was eligible to apply for my green card. So I had a green card for five years, and then I became a U.S. citizen November of 2020. That's a really hard test. Um, It was definitely not easy. So it was 100. So they give you a list of 100 questions that you have to study from. And in the test, they ask you 10 of them, and you have to get six of them correct. And it's all verbal. So it's not like you're looking at a piece of paper and you can pick your multiple choice answers. Like They ask you the question, and you have to say the answer out loud. Yeah. And a lot of these questions were quite difficult. Like, these are questions that I am almost positive that the majority of the American population would not know the answers to. Like, we agree. Our poly, um, participation in politics, participation in government in high school. Yeah, we had to take that. We had to take that test. It is, but it was written, so I could oh, And we had to do all 100 questions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so every night, what we would do is we would finish dinner, we would walk our dog, and then we would come home, and Mike would quiz me on all 100 questions. So I would just practice every single day. So then when we went, or when I went and took the test, they asked me the first six questions, and I got the first six correct, so I didn't have to answer anymore, which I was very happy about. <laughs> oh, nice. What were the questions? Um, Doesn't it, like, talk about, like, the... I don't even remember most of them. <laughs> to be the honest. Pledge, the allegiance. No, and... no. I feel like they're like, they ask you about the amendments, right? The Bill of Rights and different yep. things like that. So you, you had to know stuff about that. You had to know like who some of the senators are. You had to know like how many senators each state has. You had to know who like, um, it's just what's crazy. Nancy Pelosi's? What is she? Secretary. Like, I had to know, like, who that, like, who the Secretary of State was. I had to know those things. Who the President was. I had to know um, some old, like, history things. Like, when was the Declaration of Independence signed? And, like, who were some of the people that signed it? Who was the first President of the United States of America? Like, those types of things. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, who was involved in this war? What year was the Civil War? Like, those types of things. So... Some of them were really hard. I took an American history class in high school, so I remembered some of the history things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the political stuff I found very challenging to remember and having to remember these people's names mm-hmm. was it tricky. It makes you feel better. I don't know the answer. That's okay. <laughs> they were like, really tricky. I'm like, how many senators do we have in New York State? Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's 52 congressmen, right? I don't know. I don't. TBD. I don't know. Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah, we'll let our listeners let us know. <laughs> oh, we're going to get so much hate mail and be like, Sarah, it's 106. Gosh, you know guys, why don't you just know your facts? Because um, <laughs> we don't, okay? We've already established this. If Do I don't, we really only if it doesn't matter to me. Yes. Really? Yes. I don't know why I thought we had more. No. Schumer and somebody else. <laughs> He's one of them, though, you're right. I knew he was a senator. But yeah, it's only two. 
Oh, I thought there was more than that. No, there's like the House that there's Congress. Well, maybe that's why I'm getting confused because yeah. we have a lot of congressmen. Yeah. And Congress ladies. And then you have council, like you have local. I mean, it gets, it, there's a lot of people. It's very complicated. A lot yeah. of people. Political All right. system. So now, <laughs> really Ham- Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been there before. Yes. Um, the Ventures. Have, yes. Color Guard. Oh. Is up there, and I've been there for a color guard competition. So Hamilton is on the west tip of Lake Ontario. In order to get to Toronto, you pretty much like go through Hamilton. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no. So the ventures were like two more hours north of Hamilton, but we would do shows in, in Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. I don't know. I've been. I've been. Because I think the it's Maple been a Leaf while team, though since I've been. To remember Canada, that Maple Leaf team? I used to go every year. The independent ones. Yeah. They were in Hamilton. Gotcha. Okay. Well. There we go. I don't. But I don't really remember much. I feel about like they're more Quebec. No, I'm pretty sure Ventures are from Hamilton, Ontario. I don't know. Um, I'd be willing to put money on is, it. How how many French speaking are in Hamilton? Um. So, at least in Ontario, you start taking French class in first grade, and you take French every single year until ninth grade, and then they don't make you take it after ninth grade. But how many people actually speak French in Ontario, like, or in Hamilton? Not a ton. Like, Quebec is mainly French-speaking, while the rest of Canada is mainly okay. English-speaking. Okay. So, tu parlez-vous français? No. <laughs> My no. mother-in-law's from France. Oh, so fancy. I only know, like, a little bit. Yes. Like, enough to, like, order food, ask where the bathroom is, things like that. I <laughs> cannot even do any of those things. So, it's funny. In... I feel like in Canada they teach you French, but you learn grammatical French. So you're, like, learning words. But I felt like I never really was able to put the words together to create a conversation. Mm. So I took it until ninth grade when I had to. And then I said, see ya, I'm out. No, thank you. (laughs) That was me with Spanish. Yeah. I took the only requirements and I was done. Yeah. It's like, on the art readings, thank you. So, now, you guys started Pinnacle Chiropractic. Mm-hmm. That that was like so was that like a spinoff from Dr. Mike's business? Yes. Or? So we've kind of rebranded a few times. So when mm-hmm. he graduated from school, he opened Peak Chiropractic and Performance because he works with a lot of athletes, and that was his business for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And was then, that the one across the street? Nope. In the crossing? Nope. So we were originally, he opened his office on Monroe Avenue across the street from the Cheesecake Factory. So the GRB Bank has like a little Uh office complex that's attached to it. And we were in there on the garden level. So you had to like go inside and down the stairs. Pretty much the basement is where we were. But he had 220 square feet. You walked right from the shared hallway and the shared waiting room into the treatment room. So you like walked... Pretty much right into the treatment room. And then he had another room that was like his office. So he had his filing cabinet and a desk and kind of stuff in there. And that's where he was by himself for about a year and a half. And then when I graduated from school, I joined him in practice. And we weren't busy enough, of course, for us to be able to move from there. So we turned his office into my treatment room. And at that time, we rebranded to Peak Chiropractic of Rochester, just mm-hmm. to make it a little bit more all-encompassing. I wanted to be able to see pregnant women and kids. So because of that, we just decided that rebranding was probably appropriate. And we were in that space together, and we did everything in those two rooms. We answered the phones, did insurance billing, took money, saw patients, 
had meetings, like everything we possibly could do, we did in those two rooms for just over a year. So we were there December of 2014 to the end of February of 2016. Mm -hmm. And that's when we moved into the space that we're currently in. So we moved here and rebranded when we moved into this space, March of 2016, as Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. Um, Well, that's kind of a bummer. Because now you can't walk out of work and just go over to Taylor's and grab a drink. Right? Taylor's (laughs) isn't even there anymore, though, is it? No, I I think they never reopened after the shutdown. Yeah. Um, But honestly, we hated being on Monroe Avenue. Like... Oh, I can imagine getting traffic. The traffic was awful. So we were on, if you're going like towards the village of Pittsburgh, we were on the left-hand side. So turning left out of that parking lot was awful. Turning left into the parking lot was awful. It was just a nightmare. People complained about the parking all the time. Mm -hmm. So when we were looking at expanding, we were actually looking at a couple offices and bigger offices that were on Monroe Avenue. And all we could think was, oh my God, I don't want to have to drive down Monroe (laughs) Avenue ever again. So... Patients of mine are always like, one of my patients told me that the Pittsburgh Wegmans has a burger bar. Yeah. I was like, really? And she's like, yeah, it's pretty great. And I said, oh, I've never even noticed that. And it's because I don't go to Pittsburgh. Like, I don't go down Monroe Avenue because I hate going down Monroe Avenue so much. Same. I'm there. (laughs) A couple of my coworkers from uh, Roadhouse, which I've talked about on here, they just started at Cheesecake Factory right there. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how are you with traffic? Like, honestly, the money makes it worth it. I'm like, okay. They're like, luckily we get out when the biz- when the street's not as busy. Yeah. It's very, very busy. So we're happy to be where we are now. It's a little bit more residential, even though kind of in the middle of the day or when it's kind of school hours. Yeah. McQuaid does get busy and there's lots of school buses and stuff. But I've hit it like a couple of times, but it's still not that. Not, not, like, not like Monroe Ave. No. Could you, so Raymond's convinced he's going to be going to McQuaid. Um, because he's convinced. Have you guys convinced him of that or is he convinced himself? He did a baseball program over there um, with a couple of the McQuaid coaches and he he is manifesting getting a scholarship. Oh, okay. I was like, uh, dude, there's no way that we can financially afford that. So you're going to need Sarah to move in, pay the rent. I don't even know how you're going to make that happen, but like you got to earn that. He has to be one of those like triple threats, like (laughs) really smart. Great well, athlete. He's, well, he's a good athlete anyways, yeah, right? He's yeah. a pretty great athlete to begin with. But. Yeah. So you, you might see me all the time. Dr. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, we're actually going to live in your basement. Yeah. We're just going to... It's fine. It's fine. Oh, my gosh. It's by, like, he's like, no, Aunt Sarah, you don't understand. I'm going to manifest this. I'm going to earn it. Which is I'm a like, good... Like, those like are that. good habits. Good like, goal. manifest success. He's going to yeah. do all the programs, and he's going to show them he's worth it. I'm like, good for you. So now, when you moved in here... it. It was still just the two of you? When did you start hiring employees? So it was the two of us, and we we hired a part-time massage therapist. So she was with us part-time. She was also in nursing school part-time. And um, when she wasn't seeing massage patients, she would be answering the phones and, like, doing a little bit of reception work. Mm-hmm. And then we had a patient who one day had said – she was a patient of mine, and one day she said to me – Hey, I kind of noticed that you guys answer your phone. Do you want somebody to answer your phone for you? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, probably, but I don't know if we can afford that. So we ended up hiring her part-time, and then we ended up being able to have her full-time, which was really exciting. And I had taught her daughter's dance. We had known the family for a really long time. But at the time, we were still really small. So she was with us for probably a year and a half, maybe two years. Um, and their family 
they're like a blended family of five kids. Like they just needed health insurance and it wasn't something that we could offer at the time, unfortunately. So she left us and then we hired somebody else and she was with us for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, and then she ended up resigning and that's when we hired Jenna Maria. We hired Jenna Maria the same summer and they've been with us since. So that I think had to have been the summer of 2018. I was going to say, they've been here ever since mm-hmm. I've been here. So they've been with us for the summer of 2018. Um, that massage therapist, she left us probably April of 2018, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then, our staff has pretty much been the same, which is really exciting. We've mm-hmm. gone through a couple of chiropractors. Um, we've had two associates. One was a new grad. He was finishing up his acupuncture degree at the chiropractic college because mm-hmm. they used to have an acupuncture program as well. And we knew long-term that he was going to be moving to Boston. So he was with us for about eight months. He was from Webster. We used it as an opportunity for us to kind of get the people that he knows into the office, yep. which was great. And then he moved to Boston, and then we had hired actually one of our professors from the chiropractic college. And she was in her, like, mid-30s at the time. They had one son, um, and her and her husband were both chiros. But she and him actually got a job opportunity out in Pennsylvania Mm -hmm. um, in a hospital system. So being able to be a chiropractor in a hospital system is, like, a very big deal. And in Lehigh Valley, they've been starting to incorporate more chiropractic care into pretty much their chronic pain and things like that at the hospital. So um, they actually moved out there, and then we didn't have an associate for about a year and a half until we met Dr. Caitlin, and Dr. Caitlin started with us three years ago, September. Mm-hmm. And she's been with us ever since. And then, so she started September of 2019. Dr. James started February of 2020, so he started February <laughs> 3rd. <laughs> yeah, he started February 3rd of 2020, and then all of a sudden it was the middle of March, and we're like, hi, we have to lay you off. You've been working for six weeks. We're very, very sorry, but we can't pay you. Sorry. Bye. Uh, um, so, and then we hired Dr. Rachel. We laid our entire staff off, and then we rehired everybody back, which was great. We were very grateful that we were able to do that. And then that November, so November of 2020 is when we hired Dr. Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then we've kind of had our solid team of chiropractors since then. Yeah, because you were probably phase one, right? Reopening? So we actually were never deemed needing to shut down. As chiropractors, um, what we ended up doing, so it was like, what, it was it March 16th or something? It was that yeah. Friday. Um, first of all, I, that was the most stressful week of, I'm pretty sure, my entire life is trying to figure out what to do and being responsible for like eight other people mm-hmm. who work for you as a small business. We're like, we didn't have this giant surplus of money to be like, oh yeah, it's fine. We're going to shut down, but we can continue to pay your salaries. Like that just was nothing that we could do, especially when we have a service that you can't truly do from home. Mm -hmm. Like we are very manual care based. So we have to touch people to make money. And we just weren't able to touch people in the middle of a pandemic where like touching people was frowned upon. You know, it's very hard to do your job when you literally touch people for a living. So that was very difficult. So That Friday, what we decided, and we talked to, you know, our lawyer and our financial advisor, and we talked to everybody, and what we did is that Friday at 5 o'clock, we laid everybody off, and we said, we'll let you know when we can get you back, like, apply for unemployment as soon as you possibly can, Mm -hmm. and we're grateful that we told everybody that, because unemployment was so backed up, Mm -hmm. especially in New York, because so many people were on unemployment, so they got lucky, and they had all their money come through really quite soon. Which was great. Right. We were closed totally for 11 days. We reopened on April 1st. 
but with kind of a bare bones staff. So our Kairos came back. Mike and I worked three half days, and then Dr. James and Dr. Caitlin worked two half days. And we did that alone for like two months with no office staff. We would see a patient, have a 10-minute break, see a patient, have a 10-minute break. And the only people that the state would allow us to see at the time were people who were like insignificant pain. They were like emergency type services. So if you had pain that was debilitating enough that you couldn't do your activities of daily living, then we were able to see you. But our massage therapists couldn't work. So as of March 16th, 18th, whatever day it was, they didn't come back to work until pretty much the end of June. Um, Because they were in phase three. So the state didn't separate medical-based massage therapy that was treatment-based from spa services. So... Actually, hair salons got to open before massage therapy did. That's um, just crazy. Which was wild to us. So that was like a very touchy subject in, you know, the healthcare field yeah. and in massage therapy to begin with. Because a lot of people use massage therapy as a means of pain modulation. It's like how they keep their pain at bay. Like how <laughs> Right. In fairness, though, not, not that it makes it fair. I can see why. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details hairdressers probably uh, went back in because didn't a certain someone get in trouble in California for getting oh, their know. hair done and saying you can't get your, can't hair, get done. your hair done? Oh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I think that might have been why they were... They were like, oh, hypocrite. <laughs> well, I guess we got to open hairstylist now. <laughs> um, but so that was like, that was really hard. And then finally we were able to bring everybody back and we've been open in pretty much full capacity since... Like, July 1 of 2020 yeah. is, like, when we kind of brought all of our office staff back. So it was all fine after that. But, yeah, that week where we had to decide if we were going to close was probably the most stressful week I've ever experienced. And so much anxiety associated with that. And all I could think was, like, is this what people with anxiety feel like every single day? Yes. And it made me very, like, <laughs> very empathetic towards, like, the way that they feel because I had never experienced that emotion and that feeling before. And I was like, I can absolutely see why anxiety can be debilitating for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that was a very, that was hard. Only a small business in the I, middle of a pandemic. Well, social do not anxiety. <laughs> and um, with social anxiety, you're seeing a germ come across the country, mm-hmm. across the world, to your country kind of thing. And you're seeing the cruise ships and everything going on. And I knew very early on in February with the cruise ship happening up in Seattle, Mm -hmm. that we were getting shut down. So I started hoarding my money and buying, like, Mm -hmm. just a few more groceries. Because we're only two people, and I was being realistic. And I said, and I said to my mom and my sister, I'm going to bet we need three months of groceries. So just make sure you have three months of groceries and everything. And then the toilet paper... Shortage. Like, started. And I was like, thank God I had enough toilet paper for three months. Well, we were, like, being a healthcare office, so people are hoarding all the cleaning supplies. And I'm like, we're a medical office. Like, we need that. And, like, we get a lot of our stuff um, from WB Mason. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even companies like that, like, didn't have product. Like, they didn't have masks. They didn't have gloves. They didn't have cleaning supplies. They didn't have 
Clorox wipes, like all of these things that our healthcare office needs. Like we had our staff being like, okay, anytime you go to the store, if there's anything, please buy it because we need it at work. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah. Ugh. No, I remember. I'm very fortunate that Lauren's married to Ray. Um, because Ray, he's notorious. If there's a case of soap, he will buy it. And this was long before COVID. So I was like, what do you have? Let's trade. Everyone read it. Thing. You know what? I will say he, he, he he's like quasi hoarder, like pack rat, like he acquires things. Okay? And he knows he is. He is. And he'll, he'll admit it. And I'm like, it bothers me to like my core. Cause I am the type of person like throw it out. I don't need it. I don't me like too. stuff. I hate. Clothing. I'm like a purger. I'm like purger. Get rid of it. It's yeah. so cathartic. And, and it's he was great. like, told you so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was like the moment he lived for. Cause he was able to stock everybody for like soap and spray. He's like, look how proud I am. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like, I guess this is like the one time this has come in handy. <laughs> Hopefully we never have to do that again. Oh my gosh. I, I'll never forget. Uh, like, I don't think I'll ever not have a backup role pack of toilet paper now mm-hmm. because like going through that like was really scary like especially because we cre- we bought just enough for three months and then when the three months was over You're like, and we're none. still not finding it like we're using off brands and like mm-hmm. and we're very Charmin well actually we're quilter in northern now but we were very so Charmin people <laughs> and uh but this is why we fell in love with quilter northern because we had to buy it yep because <laughs> we had to use it and we're like oh wow that's actually kind of nice it's not as dusty oh there you go yeah I feel like if you owned a business and were able to, like, get through the pandemic, you are, like, 20 times, like, just stronger. Like, I I don't know. I feel like you're very fortunate that you were able to do that because some people, like, couldn't. And then you have, like, crazy people like us who are like, oh, it's a pandemic and everything. Let's start a business. (laughs) Because why not? Sitting home bored. (laughs) I think because for me, I was a server, just a server at the time. Um, and the restaurant went to straight to goes and her brother-in-law, uh, Ray's brother-in-law, um, it was at the time the restaurant owner and he was like, so I've been calling around, giving everyone the option to come back for to go. And he's like, but I've made the decision. You're not coming back. And I'm like, what did I do to you? <laughs> and he goes, you need to help Lauren cause Lauren's pregnant. And he was like, I need you to be able to stay home. Do you understand me? Stay two weeks to yourself. And then that way you can go to her house and be part of her bubble. I'm like, cool. Thank you. That was cool. Thank you. And he's like, and if you need food, just come down to the restaurant. I got you. Because I flipped black. Mm-hmm. So it was great. Absolutely. But I was so bored. <laughs> I know. Sarah was over all the time. There I, you go. <laughs> I was over daily. Well, not until. Oh, we waited our two weeks. Yeah. And it, honestly, it was after, like, when I went into the hospital yeah. to have Winnie. That's when, like, you came over. And that's when everyone started coming back over. Because I was like, I don't know enough about this. And I'm like, Oh, really I was so framed. Like, yeah. I didn't know anything about it. Now it's I'm nowhere near as fearful. Oh, absolutely. So uh, I lost sleep over it. And then like I was like, I told you so, I told you it was gonna be here. <laughs> here I saw what was going on. What is like the best part about your job? Being able to meet all of the different people that I meet on a regular basis. I find that you know, everybody says if you love your job you won't work a day in your life. Yeah. Like, I truly, truly believe that. The owning a business side of it is the hard part. Yeah. My actual job of treating patients, I find so rewarding, so wonderful. And I love talking to people. I love being able to help people. I love getting people out of pain, educating them. That's really what I love about my job. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't want to have to work for somebody. So that meant that now I have to do the business side of everything, Mm -hmm. which is fine. It's just that is the more challenging. 
I get that. part of what we do. And managing people, I find that I'm learning a lot, especially over the last year and a half, probably. I've learned a lot about the fact that people aren't all like me, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, I'm one of those people that, like, if you ask me to do something, I will do it immediately. And, like, you don't have to ask questions and it will be done excellent like so right away reminders others and, need to be told step one two three and yes four. so I'm learning that not everybody learns and functions the way that I do so I'm really trying to revamp the way that I lead people and manage our office so that it's coming off in a less micromanaging type of mm-hmm. kind of environment versus hey I'm going to give you some autonomy I'm going to allow you to do this I'm going to give you a deadline and give you the expectations But I'll let you kind of do whatever you need to to get it done in the meantime. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm working on that. But that's definitely the hardest part of what we do. Yeah. And, you know, we're financially responsible for a number of people. Like, we're up to a staff of 13 people. Mm -hmm. So being able to keep everybody busy and make sure that we can continue to pay people the way that we want to and the way that they deserve to be paid. So Mm -hmm. it's just there's a lot of responsibility on that end. Mm -hmm. Um, But treating patients is... A blast. Like, I have so much fun doing it. I'm so passionate about it. I love my patients. I love everybody that comes in. So, that's always, that's what I like the best. So, you as the business owner, does, are you the one held accountable for getting people in the door? Or do they, are they accountable for bringing their own clients? There's... They're patients. Patients. <laughs> patients. So, there's like a couple <laughs> different, there's a couple different expectations that we have. Um, over the last... Eight to ten years while Mike and I have been building our reputation as a business and as a chiropractic office in town, there's a lot of people that just call because their sister, their friend, their brother, their whoever has said, yes, go to Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic, where they might not have a specific doctor that they're interested in seeing. So that happens all the time. Like people might just find us online, get a general referral, and they call us. So when that happens, we pretty much give them to any provider, like any chiropractor, let's say, based on the patient's availability. But there's also an expectation that we have set for all of our providers that we want you to also build your own practice. I believe that you need to have some skin in the game. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not here to just babysit you through your entire career. Like, you need to hustle and you need to be able to get people in this door because the busier you are, the more lucrative it is for you. Mm -hmm. And yes, obviously, overall, it's beneficial for the business, but it's going to be beneficial for the provider as well. Right. So we encourage them to post on social media. We encourage them to get out and meet physical therapists in town or acupuncturists, medical doctors, dentists, whoever it happens to be. We encourage them to hold workshops at local businesses. We encourage them to do pop-up events and offer complimentary care at businesses and at sporting events. So we plan a lot of that stuff and we help them kind of facilitate those things. We have a business operations coordinator who pretty much does all of our like back-end marketing, um, sales type of things as well. So she'll help the provider set up those things. But yes, it's kind of... um, It's a dual expectation. So I would say like we're going to put like probably 40% of the effort in, but we're going to give you all the tools necessary for you as the provider to be able to facilitate that growth. So it's like 60% on them, but we're still giving you the tools and kind of the step-by-step process and in order to get there, I guess. Have you guys tried TikTok yet? So, (laughs) so. Because I think of Dr. Tom, you know, the veterinarian. That I love. I love watching him. So one of my one of my girlfriends is a successful chiropractor in town, and she is all over TikTok. And 
I look at it and I'm like, how do you have time to do that? And I just kind of think about it that way. And I'm like, I don't, first of all, I'm like that generation above like TikTok. Like I'm, I feel like I'm a little older, so I never like really got into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my sister's like obsessed with it. She's like, I watch cat videos all day. I was like, that's not going to help me professionally, <laughs> Jessica. Well, um, see, because I'm a TikTok creator and all you really need is three thirty seconds a day and an idea. I feel like I just, the ideas aren't flowing, oh, Sarah. They're just I not flowing. It. I get it. Because <laughs> it doesn't I'll really, list. it's not something that I'm necessarily into. Every now and again, I'll be like, oh, this might be a great idea for like a reel or whatever. Yeah. But like I, TikTok. But reels are like less cool than TikToks, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, so I, I did pretty good on TikTok, uh, specifically during the shutdown. And I grew with all these creators who also grew at the same time, mm-hmm. and which is funny because we're all actually really good friends. And one of our um, poppy followers, who I became friends with on Facebook, just posted one of my friends today. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I had to take a huge step back from TikTok when it back in May when Lauren went through everything because mm-hmm. I was going from working straight to her house every day. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not meant to be a mom, is what I learned. <laughs> Your mom. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She was like, yeah. I mean, like, when I went down. It was down, hard. <laughs> that was so hard. So I gave up TikToking um, just so I can kind of focus on that. And I haven't really jumped back in, like, fully. I've never had more social media engagement than I did this past week. Do really? you follow me on social media? No. Okay, so. I didn't even know that you were on. I was also going to ask, do you guys even have a commercial? Or is this really all word of mouth? Because I feel like. Most of it is word of mouth. Like yeah, we have that's, a, that's amazing. We have a Facebook page and we have an Instagram page, like, for the business. And then each of our providers has their own. She's following Like, now. Pinnacle Hill Chiropractic. I'm pulling it up under the business. Provider page. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so on Instagram, our business page is pinnacle.hill.chiropractic. Okay. But, um, so, I don't know if. And either of you are Blink-182 fans. But, yes. But Blink-182 yes. will be touring this year. Yes. So I saw this hilarious thing, and I shared it on my Instagram page. And it pretty much says that, like, if you are excited about Blink-182 being back together and going on tour, you better make sure that you stretch your hamstrings and, like, get your back ready because <laughs> because your body's not what it used to be, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So I saw this, almost cried laughing so hard. Uh-huh. So I posted it. It has been reshared on people's stories a hundred times. Oh, wow. I have never had anything in my entire social media experience be shared, <laughs> shared that much. So I keep looking at the insights, and I'm so excited about it. And I said to my husband, I go, maybe, just maybe, if I can think of funny like two sentences like this to make these hilarious little posts and promote to the pop punk early 2000s population that's, this is how we get that's like really target this audience. is our target audience <laughs> and i like am dying just thinking about it because i think it's hysterical but like i will 100% be going to see blink 182 this year <laughs> i well, I, and I we were just talking about going to the big show that they're going to have in las vegas with like 80 plus bands yeah so the wish we were young fest or when we were young festival yeah. so i really wanted to go this year and a friend of mine from high school lives in las vegas so him and his wife are going we were a little hesitant you know it's being put on by the same people that put on fire fest and you're like Phew, that's a little wild yeah. um but it's supposed to be great, and they're doing it next year, and Blink-182 and Green Day are going to be headlining it. Ugh. I really like music a lot, uh-huh. can you tell? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one of my girlfriends was like, let's go. So her and her husband and me and my husband were talking about going, and then pre-sale tickets went on sale on Friday, and she's like, I'm in. Do you want to get four tickets? I was like, I don't think I'm ready to commit yet. <laughs> so we bailed. 
She was like, it's literally do or die. And she goes, I think it's time to die. And we, like, backed out of it. But, yeah, so we really want to go see Blink-182. My husband... But few, they're going to be coming around. So, yes. Yeah. My husband, a few months ago, he said, I would really like to see a concert at Madison Square Garden. Ooh. And Blink-182 will be playing at Madison Square Garden in May. So I think I'm going to try to get tickets to go there yeah, that um, for the two of us. And we'll, like, spend a weekend there. But, yeah, I'm a big Blink-182 fan. Very excited. I've yeah. never seen them. What's funny is that list from when we were young. Mm-hmm. I've seen almost all of them except for Green Day, Blink-182, Sum 41, and Offspring. And I'm like, but I've seen everyone else. I've seen Green Day probably four or five times. I was like a big Green Day fan in high school. Big one. Big one. My parents would. <laughs> I also loved the Backstreet Boys. I was kind of, you know, very eclectic. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Balance. It's called Balance. I understand. Same. I saw the Backstreet Boys in Las Vegas. That was a big deal. Oh, recently too then. So, Mike and I went to Las Vegas three years ago, four years ago, for a chiropractic conference. They have a big chiropractic conference in February every year. Um, So, we went, and the Backstreet Boys were having a their residency while they were in Las Vegas. And I said, Mike, I really want to go to the Backstreet Boys concert, to their residency. And he's like, I don't want to go to that. I said, I was actually not inviting you. (laughs) I'm going to go by myself. I'm going to go by myself. (laughs) So, I spent, like, a few hundred dollars, and I bought a second row seat. And I sat there by myself for three and a half hours and watched the Backstreet Boys. They were so close to me. I'll show you videos before you guys go. I was, like, <laughs> losing my absolute mind. It was great. I was so excited. Uh, it was hilarious. Awesome. But now I'm like, let's go see Blink-182. Yeah. <laughs> so on uh, the Tiki Talk, the people that I grew with um, during COVID, like, they kept growing past me, but we've always stayed friends. And I'll moderate for them. And oh, they were doing, like, this American Heart thing. Um, and I ended up having COVID on that day, but I still did. I still moderated the whole day for them. And because of that, I actually got to meet AJ. From the Backstreet Boys? Yes. And now we're friends on social media. And what's funny is uh, a couple months ago, one of my girlfriends, we were drinking at Lauren's house. And my girlfriend sends me a text. Hey, I know this is the last minute. I have Backstreet passes, meet and greets. Do you want to go with me to Backstreet? And I'm like sitting there drunk. I can't go. <laughs> so fun. I've done yeah. a meet and greet. My sister and I did it when like I was in college. Yeah. So fun. That was when Kevin was not in the band. And she oh. goes, <laughs> so when she did her meet and greet and got to meet AJ, she was like, so I, I heard you know one of my friends, but you only know her from TikTok, and you guys are only friends on TikTok. And he goes, oh, I'll probably know her. Who is it? And he goes, Sarah Marie 585. And he goes, yes. Oh, my God. Give her the biggest hug for me. I'm like, you're like, but I could have been here and actually <laughs> got that hug. Why couldn't you tell me sooner? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Like one hour sooner, I would have been sober. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, then I could have went. Yeah. Oh so my funny. gosh. I'm um, so jealous. I right. love music. I love concerts. Oh yes, me too. That's like, that's our jam. We used to go, well. <laughs> we used to follow around Sugarland. And which is a country. Wait, I know that. Yeah. You know this? Yes. I, did I share that with you? I feel like you might have shared that with me, but I also, I know who that is. Because yeah. I don't listen to much country music, so. I was yeah. Like, I oh, I listen there. to 100% of everything. Yeah. There you go. yeah. We're like all over the I've board. I've been to Rob Zombie and the very next week, Luke Bryan. Okay. <laughs> so. There we go. <laughs> That's just how I am. Okay. So, the two questions we've been asking everyone. Mm-hmm. Is there anyone in your life or anyone that you've met or maybe you've seen, maybe you don't necessarily know them personally, but that has helped kind of motivate you to become who you are today? That's a hard question. Because, like, for us, so, like, um, our grandfather, 
that's how he named the boutique. We called him Poppy. Oh, cute. Yep. And our grandfather was like this organizational, like leadership guy. And like he taught that at Xerox. And so from the time we were born, like we were inundated with that sort of stuff. And it was just like. You were. And my grandfather, okay. he was the try guy with me. He was like, what are we trying today? Yeah. I have always lived big dreams and I don't have a bucket list because I've always done whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. So you have got okay. the business side. Of I him. got the business side of that, but like his, I don't know. There's just something about just what I how how I was raised that was like I always knew I was going to be in business for myself one day. It may not be right away, and clearly it's not. But <laughs> but <laughs> I always knew like that was just the way that I was going. Um, it's interesting you say that because when I was in high school, I always really liked science. And my mom, I was always personable. I was, I was a dancer growing up, so I was comfortable being in front of people. I was good at public speaking. I was charismatic, all of those things. And my mom was always so nervous that I was going to end up working in a lab. And I like, because I like science so much, she's like, oh, you're going to like waste your skills and like your personality being behind a lab bench. And she was so worried about that. My mom was in business. So my mom was an insurance broker in the corporate world. She worked in downtown Toronto. So I was always exposed to business. And then when I was in college. That explains why you have such a bold personality. Probably, yes. Um, So the summers when I was in college, I actually worked for her company as like a summer student. Mm -hmm. So I was comfortable talking to real adults who Mm -hmm. weren't, you know, 20 years old like Mm -hmm. I was. So I really think it was my mom. Like she pushed me to be. She pushed me to be charismatic. She pushed me kind of outside of our boundaries as kids. But it was interesting because. She was, and still is, like, a rather, I don't even want to say reserved, but, like, she's a little bit more timid, similar to my sister. My sister and I have, like, polar opposite personalities. But when my mom was in the business realm, like, she was a hard ass, and she was, like, a little cutthroat. And, like, mm-hmm. that's, I feel like, how I am, is, like, I don't put up with any bullshit. Sorry, I'm not sure. No, I'm you're fine. Oh, you're fine. Sorry. Like, Safe space. Safe space. <laughs> Safe space. It's fine. So I feel like she is the one that kind of, like, push me towards business. And when you look at Mike and I, like I have a much more business savvy background. And I think he has a much more like analytical background, which is why he does all of the money stuff and all of our statistics and mm-hmm. looks at all of that type of stuff in the business when I'm the one who's out like relationship developing and stuff like that. So I feel like it had to have been probably my mom. Mm-hmm. And then her dad and her mom were both in business. So like my grandmother managed a bunch of stores for a really long time. My grandfather owned a dairy oh. when my mom was growing up. So they didn't have, like, the cows, but they would bring everything, like, to the dairy. And my mom, like, scooped ice cream and had a Sunday like, every day of her life for, like, so her whole life. did you know that in Canada, milk is delivered in bags? Yes. Okay. Wild, right? And, like, you yeah. put it in that picture Dr. with Sarah the bag Sarah shared on the, that yeah. with mm-hmm. me. I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. Back to your story. I might have learned that on TikTok, to be I honest. didn't know. Um... Did we talk about this recently? Yeah. Because Maria was like, okay, I have a question. <laughs> I was like, what? She goes, is it true that in Canada you drink milk out of a bag? And I said, yes. And she goes, I definitely thought my husband was lying. I was like, no. Um, but yeah, I would probably say my mom. Yeah. Cool. Business life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then our other question that we like to ask everyone is if there is a piece of advice that you were ever given or ever heard that you kind of like have held on to and that helps kind of drive you? So one of my best friends from high school also was one of my really good friends when I went to college. So um, he was friends with 
two of my girlfriends that I grew up dancing with, and they went to the same high school as him. Um, and that's how I met him is through them. And then we happened to go to the same university, and we were in the same program, so we were really close all through university. And when I was going into school, and it was weird because he was he's not a chiropractor. He's actually a firefighter now. But when I was going into grad school, he said um, – Keep a notebook. And he goes, every idea that you ever get while you're in school, like, write it down. Keep it close. Like, make it your book of whatever you want your future to kind of look like. And I thought that was a great piece of advice because I had shadowed a bunch of different people. And I we had a bunch of guest speakers that would come in. And they pretty much tell you a million different ways that you can do all of the things that you learn in school. So I was able to kind of keep track of everything that I was doing and everything that I was learning so that when it came time to start to grow a business, I really knew what I wanted it to look like before we had even truly opened the doors as Peak Chiropractic of Rochester mm-hmm. back in 2014. So I think that piece of advice really stuck with me. And that's something that I now actually tell any student that I talk to. So like, what advice do you have? And I say, keep a notebook, keep track of all of the things that you like about offices, you know, keep the things you don't like, things that you know that that is not something that you want moving forward. And I feel like it's a good piece of advice for students now, especially because coming out of school, you are in so much debt that you're like, oh, frig, I just want a job that's going to pay me money. Yep. But sometimes the job that's going to pay you the most money also has the shittiest culture and you're going to be in this workplace that you are just so defeated being in. So being able to revert back to that notebook and really be able to see, like, what do I like? What do I not like? You know, mm-hmm. all of the things I don't like happen to be at this office, even though they're going to pay me more than the office that I think I would be happier at. You know, so I think it's been it's been a really great piece of advice. So thank you very much, Jeff Scott. Appreciate it. <laughs> shout out. I'll have to text Jeff him and tell him that I gave him a little him. shout out on a book on a podcast. I don't even think he has social media anymore. <laughs> so was it on your uh, was it in your notebook that you wanted your office when they walk in to smell like eucalyptus and jasmine? No, is that what it smells like in here? Yeah. We don't try to do that. That's what the first thing that hit me when you walk in is you smell like oils. Oh, like there's no know, oils in here. Maybe it's just like, like from cleaners or something. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we don't try. All I smelled was eucalyptus and jasmine. I'm like, oh, wow. That's I would, lovely. I would love to like have candles or like things because like I like smelly things. Yeah. But like, it's like not good in a healthcare office. It gives yeah, people like headaches. People have issues with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I don't wear perfume to work, even though like I love my perfume and mm-hmm. I like wear it everywhere else. But I don't wear it to work because people are so sensitive to it these days yes. and people are like trying not to have like artificial smells and that stuff. My, I'm all about it. I'm all my about it. Has I mean. asthma, my husband. I just, literally married. <laughs> sorry, Andy. Yeah, sorry, Andy. Sorry. Um, he has uh, severe asthma, so I don't wear perfume around him either. Mm-hmm. And I like switched over to body sprays, which is very defeating. When you it doesn't last as long. I know. Yep. And um, like I hit, I switched from candles to wax burners. Oh yeah. Um, which has been honestly the most useful thing because now I still get my sense mm-hmm. without the. Stuff burning in the air. Yep. Okay, now, important question. Mm-hmm. How old are you? 33. So you are younger than me. Yeah, but not by much. <laughs> no, not by much. <laughs> I could have told you that. I, I, but I also sell alcohol for a living. No, well, I was just like, I'm like trying to do the math in my brain. I'm like, we have to be right around the same age yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. You, wow. That's amazing. You're amazing. Thanks. You're I appreciate it forever. That. 
What? If you're going to hear I know. Forever. This makes me feel good. Do you know how many, like, people... I have, like, they, they move on with their life. Hopefully you don't move on with your life. I don't think so. Okay. People ask all the time, they're like, are you guys going to move back to Canada? I was like, first of all, do you know how much a house costs in Canada? <laughs> I cannot, if, I can't afford a house in Canada. Yeah. So, no, we will not be leaving. Okay. All right. Good. I okay. have this habit of losing um, specialists and doctors and hairdressers. Um, or That's pregnancies. Very sad. Oh, yep. Uh, I've got <laughs> five hairdressers. Just five. From uh, going out on maternity and never coming back. back. Oh, that's very sad. And that's then, such a uh, hard life. So let, I switched doctors because I was with someone who was getting close to retirement. Mm-hmm. And the one that I told you that I probably shouldn't be seeing. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> he gave a lot of bad advice. And I switched to someone much younger who's only a few years older than me. So I'm going to have her for a while. Mm-hmm. And one of the first days I met her, she was pregnant. I'm like, oh, no, am I going to lose her? <laughs> Most of the time in the medical field, you don't lose us because we have so much debt, we have to come back. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, she's had um, three now, Mm -hmm. and she comes back every time. So I'm like, okay. You're probably in the clear. This fear is gone. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So, uh, Dr. Sarah, what... (laughs) What I love most about, like, coming in here is that it's almost like therapy for me, too. Like, oh, I'm glad. Yeah, because, like, just the other day, well, a couple weeks ago, I feel like time for me is, like, I don't even know. It's Same. Blank yeah. it's a month. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Like, Halloween's tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not actually. It's like, not really. <laughs> in my mind, it's already November. Like, October's over. Oh, like, yeah. Let's just be done I've already started already. Christmas shopping. I get it. <laughs> oh, God, I have not. <laughs> but I love the fact that, like, when I come in here... Not only do I feel better afterwards, like, physically, but, like, this is, like, my space, like, where I get it all out. And, like, you listen to my frustrations, and I'm like, man, she, I don't know. Last one, I came in, I was crying. It was a whole moment, But this, this makes sense, though, because as she's, like, releasing that gas in your body, you have to remember, she's also <laughs> In the joints. Energy. In the yeah, joints. In the joints. <laughs> Sorry. She, I know. You pro- I probably you should post the, the video, video before. Yeah, we'll do the we'll video. We'll post the video so this makes sense. <laughs> Um, so when she puts pressure in certain spots, uh, gas releases from your body. And in many ways, you also have to remember it's releasing energy too. Well, listen, so you're going to be able to get that out. Just that. She actually like hugged me the last time because <laughs> I was like a meltdown mode. I was just like, it's okay. Like that was a crappy experience. And I was like, yeah. I, um, it's interesting. We're, we're, um, training an office person like per DM right now just to help cover like sick time vacation time type of thing um for extra help and Maria our patient care coordinator was telling our new girl that um you know who tends to be late mm-hmm. and I don't normally be I'm not normally late with taking patients back unless I have a patient who's in my office and like they need more time where I will not leave the room before it is appropriate to do so so like in that scenario like I went over yeah but I was like I'm not going to cut that type of quote-unquote therapy type of experience that you're going through like short because that just makes it feel like a traditional medical office where like you're coming in and you're not able to kind of voice your opinion and voice your concerns and things like that and then all of a sudden I'm sending you out the door so Mm -hmm. I really try to take as much time as I can with my patients and like people in here this room has seen a lot of things, heard a lot of stories, then lots of tears, <laughs> you know. With physical pain comes a lot of emotional stress. A hundred percent. And vice mm-hmm. versa. So that makes well, sense. And there's so many frustrations with, like, so, what, what, like, um, is it called, like, Western medicine? Like, 
Is that what like we refer to as like Western? Oh, like, this is like Western medicine. So like m- traditional medical care tradition- is Western medicine. Okay, traditional mm-hmm. medical care. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've I've seen the best and I've seen the worst, and I'm sure a lot of pe- patients who are injured and who have other things going on in their lives have seen again the best and the worst Mm -hmm. and so when you come in here and it's like i don't know which way's up which way's down i'm getting information from like every side and i can't i don't know what to make of it what's going on and to be able to come in here and like just throw it out there into the universe and it's like okay (laughs) (laughs) all right and even like dean the other day he's like Dean's your massage therapist who works on me, and he's like, so what are you doing for, like, stress? And I'm like, I don't know, nothing. We're laughing about it. He goes, how about just try breathing? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a good one. <laughs> right, I'm going to start there. <laughs> Have you ever looked at, like, spiritual healing as well, though? Listen, I'm, I'm willing to try whatever, but just, like, I'll save your I'm space just saying, I got I'm you. just saying, coming in here... <laughs> It not only physically helps me, but it just, like, it makes me feel less, like, crazy. Like I, You're not crazy at all. But, like, when you are going through something chronic or whatever, mm-hmm. you're, like, you start to think that you're insane. Oh, absolutely. So I appreciate you more than you know. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate you that you've kept coming here. I feel I'm like it's got to be a 50-50, though. What? Like, treating your spirit as much as your body physically. Oh, I, yeah. Because, like, yes... Coming here is definitely gonna help, but like burning some or like burning some sage or even like boiling some lemons with rosemary may also help. I don't know about that. That may be going a little no, too far for no. me. But that literally, it's been proven to work. And you want to know why? Why? Because the essence helps serotonin production. Hmm. <laughs> Clearly, we're like night and biochemistry. Day. <laughs> yeah, biochemistry. That's good. Uh, all right. <clears throat> well, we have kept you for some time now. Oh. That's okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh my this is fun. So awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's so cool that like it's Dr. Mike and Dr. Sarah, and like a lot of people don't even know that we're married unless we tell them because it's not on our website that yeah. we are married. Like you and would you have no have idea. Different last names. Mm-hmm. I go by so my married name is Penkin, which is his last name, but professionally I still go by Taramaco just because. That's what What my degree says, and that's what everything says. Yeah. And we always thought it would be a little bit confusing to have two Dr. Penkins. Mm -hmm. Granted, we all go by our first name here anyway, but yeah. But on the debit card, it still shows this. Mm -mm. No. No, I don't teach dance anymore. Um, When I was about a year and a half into practice, I found that it was just taking up a lot of time when I could have spent that time, like, seeing patients or, like, going out and meeting people in the community. So I do not teach anymore, but I still do take an adult tap class. On Tuesday night. I did not know that you were a dancer. The yeah. things, the more you know. See, know. this is why we need the that star. <laughs> yep. But yes, I was a dancer. So I danced from the age of four until I graduated from high school. I was a competitive mm-hmm. dancer my whole life. Um, and so it was my sister. And then in college, I taught. And then when I came to chiropractic college, um, I kind of took a bit of a hiatus. And then once I had my green card again, I was able to start teaching again. Mm-hmm. Um, so I taught a little bit for like... A little while while I was getting my practice up and running, and then from there. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's awesome. It's been fun. All right, mm-hmm. all right. The more you know. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, Dr. Sarah. If anybody wants to find you, they can find you. You can find us at our website, PinnacleHillChiropractic.com, or you can find me on social media at PinnacleHillChiro.Sarah.
And we will tag that in the episode, uh, so that way it's easy for everyone to find. Perfect. All right. See? Lauren referred us. <laughs> yes. I'll get another sticker, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime that somebody gets a referral, we send you a thank you card that has a like bumper sticker in it. We'll give you enough for the whole family. I have two so far. I'm very proud of it. It's wonderful. We appreciate it. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Dr. Sarah, for joining us today. This thank was a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. I think that's it. Oh, that's it. wait. You should probably know about us. Um, yeah, Sarah Lauren here from Poppy Unscripted. Yeah, we do this thing where we occasionally talk to people. We do stuff. Occasionally talk to ourselves. Yep. And then, <laughs> it's great. From time to time, we sell stuff on our boutique. Uh, Check yeah. us out. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Facebook. We also have an app. Just download it in your app store. It's called Poppy Boutique. P-O-P-P-Y-E-D Boutique. And that's that. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.